today um, the theme for week two of the whole new perspective is will you journey in the light of Christ? That's the, the theme for, for this Sunday, right? Will you journey in the light of Christ? When, when a baby is baptized, he is given a candle. The father or godfather lights the child's candle from the Easter candle, and the priest says, yeah, by the way, yesterday I had three baptisms, two boys and a girl, and I say, receive the light of Christ. Parents and godparents, this light is entrusted to you to be kept burning brightly. This child is yours, has been enlightened by Christ. He is to walk always as a child of the light. May he keep the flame of faith alive in his heart. When the Lord comes, may he go out to meet him with all the saints in heavenly kingdom. I said that, right? And so, from the very moment of our baptism, we are called to be children of the light, and the light is Christ. The baptismal candle is not lit by a match, is not lit by a lighter, rather it's lit by the paschal candle that in Easter time, in a baptism and funeral, symbolize the light of Christ to our lives. Today's gospel teaches us that Jesus has brought us from the darkness of sin into the light of God by calling us to repentance and accepting God's rule over us. So, Jesus is our light and our salvation. Psalm 20, 27 is the beautiful uh, psalm that we, we sung. Jesus says to us, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light, the light of life. So if today is talking about, we are talking about the light, Jesus is light. With Jesus, who is the light of the world, we must build up the kingdom of God here on earth in our families. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is at the heart of our faith. But if you say, um, if you say, Father, good, I would like to build up the kingdom of God in my family. And when I was preparing my homily and say, how, how can I explain this? Because today I see couples, I see uh, kids, and the entire community. And I say, okay, well, I was thinking about this and came to my mom and uh, the couples, married couples. This is for married couples, okay? Married couples build up the kingdom of God in their families when they remember every single day, okay, every single day, what, what they promised before God on the day of their wedding. Most of the time, when I celebrate the weddings, okay, bride and grooms are here before God. And when they are gonna promise the vows or to, 
To do that, they face each other, right? And they have to say a beautiful words. I would like to ask the married couples if you remember the words or the vows that you promised before God. The whole thing is beautiful. Probably they look at you, right? Look at each other and probably say, oh my goodness, I, I forgot. Well, I don't remember, but this is good because today I'm gonna give you the words that you said that day on the, on the day of your wedding. You said this, okay, remember this. Remember, because in those words you find your mission in your marriage and your duties in your marriage. You say this, I take you to be my wife, my husband. I promise to be faithful to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, to love you and to honor you all the days of my life. <gasps> you said that, that day, huh? <laughs> Come on, you don't remember this? <laughs> well, today, this is the way that we can build up the kingdom of God here on earth. Jesus is real. And uh, this is God's will, right? These vows remind you of your duties as a wife and a husband and your responsibilities in your marriage. Your responsibilities are to be faithful, love, and honor your wife and your husband all the days of your life. But if your husband or your wife is not here, just talk with your wife or your husband about this. And just tell her, tell him, that crazy priest told me that. That I need to talk with you about my vows, our vows, okay? okay? Just think about it. But it's beautiful to remember this. If you want this, find in the web, um, website of Catholic churches and you find this, okay? That would be great if you frame it and put this in your bedroom. On the place that you, you see this every single day. All right. Now... For kids, boys and girls, this is for you. Now, how you are gonna build up the kingdom of God at home with your mom, with your dad? How can you do that? Well, you build up the kingdom of God when you obey mom and dad. This is the fourth commandment. If I ask the fourth commandment, probably they're gonna say, no, I don't remember. Right, But this is the fourth commandment. And the fourth commandment is about honoring your, mo your mother and your father. So the question is, boys and girls, why don't you, or why don't you obey mom and dad? Why do you talk about, why do you talk back to your parents? When I talk with kids, they say this, my problem is that I talk back to my parents. I want to stop, but it's hard. How can I overcome this bad habit? I feel terrible when it, when it happens. Well, I always say, just remember that God gave us the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments come from God, not come from me or from the priest or from the Pope. No, come, come from God, the Ten Commandments. So when you obey your mom and your dad, you are loving 
obeying and honoring God. It's like, if you're gonna do this, put Jesus first and say, if I obey my mom, I'm gonna do it because I'm obeying God first. I'm loving God first because he gave me this beautiful commandment, the 10 commandments, the fourth commandment. Okay, are you gonna do that, boys and girls? Okay, just one say yes. What about the other ones, huh? <laughs> you are not listening to me today? Oh, wait, okay, well mom and dad talk about, about the fourth commandment with, with kids, okay? And it is beautiful. Now, the other one, as Christian parishioners, don't get me wrong, right? I'm gonna say this, I try to be sensitive, but it's really good for us, okay? Now I'm gonna go back to the embo because I wanted to say this in a different way. But just listen to me and just think about it, okay? It is beautiful when we know about our doctrine, teaching of the church, and about the Bible. As parishioners, we experience the kingdom of God when God's will comes real on earth. In the kingdom of God, there are abundance of peace, love, kindness, harmony, and justice. This is the kingdom that Jesus proclaims and we believe is at hand. So as Christians, we believe that the kingdom is coming and we are called to build it. In the kingdom of God, there is not poverty, or war, hatred, or injustice, and not corruption or violence. The 2024 United States presidential elections will be held in November 2024. That's why I'm talking about the presidential election because it's, it's gonna be next year, right? We all know that our political, political system is not based on the kingdom of God. It is based on getting people elected. The United States bishops publish their document every four years on faithful citizenship. You will not find in that document from the bishops the name of the person for whom you should vote, which is good. The bishops write the church calls for a different kind of political in engagement, one shaped by the moral convictions of well-formed consciences and focused on the dignity of every human being, the pursuit of the common good and the protection of the weak and the vulnerable. When we vote, we build the kingdom of God here on earth, but of course, we are called to vote in a particular way. Each Catholic must cast their vote based on their individual conscience. The bishops make this clear, but our consciences should be formed in the light of scriptures, the gospel, in the light of we believe. In other words, we are called to bring into the political process our Catholic beliefs and our convictions which flow from the doctrine of the church and scripture, especially from the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Our vote should, should be based on God's commandment as we make political judgments. 
If you say, I belong to this political party, answer this question, whom do I belong? And I may say, you belong to Christ. The two main parties are divided, but we are not divided. Catholics are not divided because Jesus is the center of our lives. And St. Paul in the second reading, according to the Corinthians, says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, in what there be not division among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. So whatever, whatever our political affiliation, we must still go through the process to ask which candidate or platform must close, closely conform to God's kingdom. This is why we must enter a process to decide which alternative best responds to the gospel, the good news. Okay. Deciding for whom we will vote will not be easy. And not everyone in this church, in this church, will come to the same conclusion. But Christ calls us to exercise our vote in the light of the gospel. And I may say in the Catechism of Catholic Church, with these two sources, we must be on the same page, on the same page. It shouldn't be division among us. We, you and me, belong to God. And before that, I'm gonna say is this one, okay? If one day you want to read this, is it the Bible? Favorite book for me, and the Bible is not a book, it's a person, okay? Just read the Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's beautiful. And this one, the Catechism of Catholic Church, explain the Bible, explain what we read here. And if you read these two sources, that's what I say, we should be on the same page, on the same boat, right? Okay, this is the sources, just think about it. But it's beautiful when we know about our church. Jesus says to us, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life.